0: We are used to the Syracuse coaching staff getting out, hitting the recruiting trails, and working with players to, when all is said and done, make their way to Central New York. What you don't always see, and maybe it happens a little bit more behind the scenes, is the most recent commit in the class of 2024, getting out and talking to AAU teammates, to talking to EYBL friends and foes, to come to Syracuse and team up in the 2024 class. That's what Donnie Freeman's been doing, and we break it all down on your Tuesday episode of Locked On Syracuse. Let's get right to it. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, what's happening? Welcome into your Tuesday episode of Locked On Syracuse. I'm Owen Valentine saying thank you so much for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen today. And every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. You're locked on Syracuse Tuesday here on Tuesday evening. My apologies for the slight delay. End of the school year, things are ramping up. I'm trying to hop on when I can, but we're still getting an episode out today and some fun topics to talk about. And I'm going to lead with a little bit of a shout out cuz I didn't get this yesterday as the episode was already out, but a nice little shout out to start things off to Carmelo Anthony who officially retired from the NBA yesterday obviously leads Syracuse in 2003 to its first and only national title. One of the best, if not, there is a case, the best one-and-done season in the history of collegiate basketball. There are a few guys with a case, uh, but he is well-deservedly in that conversation. Uh, You most recently heard from him in uh, the Syracuse.com Video that they put together, that documentary uh, on the will to win. Uh, you heard from him. Really cool to see that. Officially retired yesterday when this episode comes out. Uh, I will never forget the I'm Coming Home video and the first night at MSG. Uh, some really, really fun moments for Carmelo. Obviously, would love to see him get a ring, but it is what it is. He got his national championship ring. Uh, which, as many people know, uh, very few people ever get a chance to pull off. So, Carmelo, thank you. An amazing player. Love to see it. maybe at Bayheim's Army, maybe at some games, maybe supporting your son a couple of years down the line. I'm sure this is not the end of Carmelo Anthony by any means. Cannot wait to see what happens next. But today, we talk about recruiting a little bit, specifically in the class of 2024. Now, Syracuse's 2024 recruiting class is well off. On three has the class in the country, and so do many other sites. You've got a top 40 player in Donnie Freeman. You've got another top 100 player in Elijah Moore. You've got your best recruiting class since 2016, and these kids haven't even entered their senior year. There is a lot of time left in the 2024 recruiting cycle. And that is what we break down today, because over at SI Syracuse, our friend Mike McAllister put out an article yesterday discussing Donnie Freeman and him getting out and hitting the recruiting trip and doing a little bit in terms of trying to find some teammates and maybe some EYBL rivals or foes that are friends off the court to join up in this already stellar 2024 recruiting class. Now, I will say this. Adrian Autry has done an outstanding job recruiting so far. You look at what he's done in the portal. You look at him bringing in Donnie Freeman. One of the biggest, if not the biggest additions that he's made is assistant coach Brendan Strong, who is a former team takeover coach who has endless connections in the DMV, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Connection after connection after connection. And in an even shorter span at Syracuse than Adrian Autry has had as the head coach, Brendan Strawn has made a tremendous impact in opening doors for these connections, specifically with team takeover. When you saw Donnie Freeman committed to Syracuse, You look at the team takeover connection. Freeman, team takeover guy. Strawn, team takeover guy. It was a set match, right? They knew each other. They liked each other. They liked the fit, things of that nature. But Brendan Strawn has done way more than that. And you look at something as simple as even getting Hunter Dickinson to do the Zoom call with Syracuse is something that you might not have normally seen. Right? That was a, a, a courtesy that he didn't give to many of the other shooters that aren't necessarily national title contenders, but that was a courtesy that he gave to Syracuse. And I think that's a courtesy that he gives to Brendan Strong. So you've got this pretty pre-established team takeover sort of group in Syracuse. Headlined by Brendan Strong, headlined by Donnie Freeman, headlined by the fact that when Benny Williams said he was going to stay in central New York, stay with Syracuse heading into his junior year, he put hashtag TTO, hashtag team takeover in the announcement. That's a direct nod to Brendan Strong being a key factor in that decision. And now we look to see what team takeover and that community has next for Syracuse. And in that article, from Mike McAllister, Donnie Freeman talked about, oh, he's got three players in mind that he is heavily recruiting to come to Syracuse. Two of them, his teammates over at Team Takeover, and one of them is a fellow EYBL guy who is also lighting things up in the circuit at this point in time. There are three big-time names, both in size and skill. The big name, in terms of we'll go true size, your big name is Patrick Nagongo. The 6'10 center, just about a top 10 center in the 2024 class. A phenomenal big man. And a guy that that has a lot of potential. And a guy that we'll talk about in a little bit. Another team takeover guy, Caleb Williams. Four-star three-star depending on where you look 24-7 has him lower the other spots have him significantly higher he's composited at a four-star in Caleb Williams the 6-7 small forward who we'll talk about after a little break and the third guy takes you away from team takeover but stays in that EYBL circuit and it's a guy that I think a lot of Syracuse fans rightfully so Have their eye on as hopefully fingers crossed the next target for Syracuse in team final and their guard Jalilba fail. Who is the most likely of these guys to end up at Syracuse? What is this the skill set? What's the situation with these guys, right? Who are the suitors? Is Syracuse likely in any of these conversations? That's what we'll talk about in a quick second. But before then, Let's talk a little bit about our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. We have reached a pivotal time in the NBA season, right? So make a fast break to FanDuel because it's the NBA playoffs. We're in the championship rounds. And right now, new customers, those are championship-type things over at FanDuel. A no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I love it. They got great promos. I hit on a, a PGA Championship promo just a couple of days ago. It's safe. It's secure. And you get paid instantly. You don't have to wait around. You don't have to be wondering, oh, will I get paid today? Will I get paid tomorrow? You get paid instantly. And there's no better place to bet. All of the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Owen Valentine here on your Locked on Syracuse Tuesday episode, talking a little bit about players getting out and recruiting. And the big player, right, the biggest name in Syracuse recruiting right now is top 40 four-star player Donnie Freeman, who committed to Syracuse about two weeks ago at this point in time. Donnie Freeman saying he's not done, right? He committed to Syracuse, but he's not done yet. Wants to stay in conversations with his teammates. Wants to find those bonds, those friendships, things of that nature, and bring some other guys to Syracuse. And that's what you love to see. And that's sort of how this gigantic twenty twenty two class for Syracuse pieced its way together. In a way, right? A lot of these smaller connections. It's almost like uh, the, the the my team or whatever it's called in FIFA, where you're looking to to build these connections. And you know whether it's your And FIFA, it's the same country, same club team, uh, things of that nature. In, In this, it's, you know, are you from the same area? Are you playing high school ball together? Are you playing AAU ball together? Are you playing in the same circuits? Things like that. You're looking for these small connections. And that was huge in Syracuse's 2022 class. And it seems like Donnie Freeman wants to bring that back to reality in that 2024 class and looking for these connections with two guys that we mentioned on team takeover in Patrick Ngongba and Caleb Williams. And another guy that they're playing against, but maybe having relations off the court and that they were both and one still is heavily being sought after by Syracuse in Jalil Bethea. Right now, I love what I'm seeing. And these connections are paramount to success, right? How valuable In an era where, you know, the transfer portal is so important and you're getting guys with so much more experience day in and day out to come in and play than your true freshmen. The value of having these established relationships, of playing together uh, and knowing each other's play styles, strengths, weaknesses, tendencies, what you like to do, uh, and just that genuine court awareness of each other, that familiarity can go such a long way. I love seeing these connections, especially when they can merge their way to the next level. Right? You've got guys that can come in, and in a team takeover situation, if you get Nagongba, if you get Williams, you've got guys that can come in with two years of playing experience together on day one in the fall or day one when they show up for summer start. That's paramount to success and really valuable when you look at, you know, the current landscape of college basketball where transfers uh, thrive so much more than your true freshmen uh, in in the current landscape of things and the current way about collegiate basketball at this point in time and football for that matter as well. These are really, really important. So let's take a look. We're gonna start with Patrick Ngongba. Now, Ngongba is a a 6'10 guy. He is a center, top 10 in his class, just about. He is, I believe, 11th in his recruiting class uh, in terms of the center position. And I'm excited. I, I, I like this type of player, uh, and I think he's, he's really talented. And I'll give Mike McAllister a nod for this because he interviews Ngongba, uh right after Syracuse had offered just a few weeks ago. And it was a little bit of a surprise. And I guess Syracuse had been more so from afar, had seen him play a few times, whether they were there for another player, whether they were there for him, who knows. But Syracuse and the coaching staff reached out the first time they met with him in person with a scholarship offer and talked about, you know, the type of player they see him as, and the growth that they had seen in the year between the first time they had seen him and when they offered him. And talking about the video that Syracuse showed, and the conversations they had, and their recent success with centers—you know, going back most recently in terms of the true success—they talked about Jesse Edwards, I'm sure, but Raheem Christmas was more so the player nod that Ngongba talked about in that article. I think he is the type of player that you know fits in really well, especially coming in in the 24 class. Timeline wise, behind a guy in Naheem McLeod. Right? You think Naheem's got two more years. Naheem's senior year would be Nagangba's freshman year. You get a year playing together, perfect for Nagangba to make that jump. Now, I understand as well a lot of four-star players, a lot of big name guys, yeah, they're not looking to go to a spot, maybe rightfully so where they're not going to start on day one. And that's a decision that you can make. And Nagong was ranked 93rd in the country uh, per on three, uh, 92.37 grade uh, top 10 center in the country. I like it a lot. I think that timeline works well. And I would hope he is a player and that Syracuse in these conversations, you know, creates a situation where, hey, you know, look at, the timeline right now. And yes, there are some other guys that are there and some other players that they've brought in via the portal or freshman classes and things like that. But also look at the star situation. And stars are not set in stone by any means. But stars are there for a reason, right? More often than not, your four-star players do better than your three-star players. More often than not, your five-star players do better than your four-star players, right? The stars can be wrong. You can get surprises, but the stars are pretty indicative of what is to come. And that's where I sort of see things right now. Right now, I see Ngongba as a really good fit, but that is the bigger question. And when you look at you know his situation right now, uh, Providence, Kansas State. Kansas State has an outstanding class right now. Uh, in the 2022 class. Uh, They are seventh in the 2024. I don't know why I said 2022. Seventh in the 2024 class, Syracuse fifth in the 2024 class. And obviously, right, these are are rankings that are going to change uh, as more players commit, as you get a little bit more parity. But right now, that's where it stands. Uh, You got other guys on this list, some other bigger names. Iowa's in there. Uh, George Mason's in there, Georgetown's in there, Notre Dame, Pitt, Maryland, Ole Miss, Wichita State, George Washington, Butler, Virginia, and Syracuse in that mix. I don't know what the likelihood is uh, situation-wise for him to want to come in, but we will see uh, what happens with that. Next guy we're going to break down is Mikey – oh, man, not Mikey Williams, Caleb Williams. I am sorry, Caleb Williams. I just did that to you if you're listening to this pod. If you're frustrated with me, love to have you on the show. Come yell at me. Please. Love it. Uh, But we'll talk a little Caleb Williams. And and what I see from from Caleb Williams is a little bit more of a likelihood to end up at Syracuse than Donnie Freeman. Or not than Donnie Freeman. Oh, boy. I'm all over the place now. Uh, Patrick Uh, N'Gongba, And Williams is a little bit lower in terms of the rankings. On three has him at 119 in the composite. Uh, Three-star guy, 24-7 has him at three stars. ESPN has him at four stars. Villanova's in the mix. Michigan's in the mix. Indiana's in the mix. Some other schools in the mix. Now, teased in that article from Mike McAllister talking to Donnie Freeman, and Donnie Freeman said, I don't want to steal his thunder because I feel like he'll announce it soon. But Caleb Williams is is working to, I believe, establish a uh, visit uh, and schedule a visit with Syracuse in the near future. So I would say Nagongba, of the three guys we're about to talk about, is the lowest in terms of likelihood. Uh, Williams, I put next in terms of that likeliness category. Uh, he is a very solid player, uh, 6'7", 215, small forward. When you look at Syracuse right now, in terms of the the lineup and the forwards, you, you've got guys like Justin Taylor. You've got guys like Chris Bell. Benny Williams, Malik Brown, but these are guys that when the 2024 class gets to campus are going to be heading into their junior year. And maybe you get a guy that transfers out, right? We know that's the reality of college basketball right now. It could happen without question. I feel like that would be a good situation for him in terms of maybe you do a year as a reserve guy, maybe two years as a reserve guy, and then junior and senior year you are going to be a theoretical starter in that situation or a very likely starter or high, high caliber role player. And this is one thing, and I'm going to go on a tangent here, that I feel like you really have lost with the transfer portal being as prevalent as it is in college basketball right now. I feel like you've lost the, you know, I am a guy that's going to work through it. And I'm a guy that's okay with sitting for two years. And then I'm going to be, you know, a, a big time player and a starter in year three or a starter in year four. I feel like we've lost that. And outside of Benny Williams, I mean, Benny Williams seems like the anomaly right now. It seems like at first adversity, there are a lot of guys that just immediately flip the switch. Uh, I hope that's not the case with, with Caleb Williams. And, and I, I think that he could be, the type of player that that would want to come in and would really fit into that situation, nice, where you get a year or two playing under some more veteran talent, some more experienced talent, and then you Donnie Freeman uh, take things over if that's still happening uh, at the four or that situation. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. The next one, and this is, I believe, in my eyes, the most likely of the bunch talked about by Donnie Freeman to make their way to Syracuse. And Donnie Freeman talked about it. It's on the guard side. Jalil Bethea plays for team final, averaged 23 points in the last EYBL session, has been absolutely outstanding. And good news for Syracuse is that he is not such a long shot. And when you look at the recruiting index or the likelihood, uh, the prediction machine, the RPM from on three, Syracuse is right there with the leader. Syracuse and Temple, both at 30 and change percent at the top of the leaderboard there. Now, Bethea, shooting guard, 6'4", 170. Uh, He is a four-star, 46th in the country, uh, across-the-board four-star player, the 12th-ranked shooting guard in the country. uh, A really, really massive addition for Syracuse if that happens. Tremendous addition for Syracuse if that happens. That would put Syracuse into, you know, we talk about the historic recruiting classes into I don't even know what year, right? We talk about 2016 is sort of that threshold uh, with Tyus and things like that. And and this is surpassing that caliber without question at this point in time. And that is so fun, so exciting to see what happens with that. Because if he comes, and it's going to be a little bit of of a weird situation, but you do look at the roster right now and your guards are Westry J.J. Starling, Queddie Copeland, uh, your big three. Justin Taylor, fringe guy uh, in terms of the two or the three where he's going to play. Right now, you look at a guy like Judah, who even if he comes back, I think we can all assume will be gone when this 2024 class gets here. J.J. Starling is another guy that, especially if Judah's gone, J.J. could have the type of season that puts him into an NBA conversation. Chance Westry, I don't think so as much. You've got a guy in Elijah Moore committed to Syracuse that plays the shooting guard. Jalil also a shooting guard. Now, can they play the combo? Probably. Two of them, you could easily find a guy that's going to play the one and a guy that's going to play the two especially if Chance Westry's in the mix, you're going to need some guys to play the point without question. This would make Syracuse's recruiting class. I mean, you go back to the the, the late 20s, the late 2000s, early 2010s, where you're bringing in three, four, four four-star players a year. I look back to that Johnny Flynn recruiting class uh, where they just had so many big-name players coming in. Uh, can they get back to that caliber? If Jeril Bethaya comes to Syracuse, that is the caliber of recruiting that Syracuse, that Adrian Autry, that Brennan Strawn, that Donnie Freeman can establish as a unit right now. G Mac, Autry, um, Griffin, and Strawn as a whole have been showing that, have been getting back to those thresholds. And I, 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 I'm really interested to see. What happens in the coming months, right? Buffet is a guy that visited Syracuse back, I believe, in November. Uh, Syracuse offered him in September around that time. Um, I've been watching him a little bit. I haven't seen a ton, uh, but a really, really solid player. Uh, I believe he played against Elliott Cadeau this this past week or a week or two ago. Uh, if you want to watch those highlights, those are a fun one to watch. I mean, Cadeau's unbelievable player. Uh, North Carolina's got a special piece. Uh, moving forward with that, without question. But right now, I, I do love where Syracuse sits uh, because this is something we, we haven't seen in a while. And I I think it's, it's where you want to be, without question. And that's what is bringing fans to life a little bit. It's awesome to see. It's exciting to see. It's fun to be excited about your favorite basketball team. It's fun to be excited about the future. Obviously, you want to win now, but the future looks so bright that it can outshine another dull season if, unfortunately, that were to happen. I don't think that's going to happen, but even if it did, I think the 2024 recruiting class already is showing so much promise, so much in terms of quality, in terms of reasons to be excited, that you could get over another mediocre year with that caliber of a recruiting class sitting in the window, sitting uh, in line to get on the ride next. And that's where we'll wrap up our Tuesday episode. It's a Tuesday evening episode. I apologize once again, but I think a Tuesday evening episode beats no Tuesday episode in my mind. So thank you so much for tuning in whenever you do tune into this one, even if it's a little later in the week. Oh, well, I get it. That's on me. But thank you so much for tuning in. I I think this was a fun one because it's these hypotheticals to get to the level of a recruiting class that any of these three guys would bring this 2024 recruiting class, which is already ranked number five in the country, uh, is really fun to be able to have a plausible conversation about this happening. Uh, So I'm Owen Valentine. Thank you so much for listening. Be kind. Make somebody smile this evening. I will catch you tomorrow. Uh, Tomorrow we might do a little more uh, in terms of discussing NIL, in terms of discussing the portal. Not positive, but that will be hit on at some point this week. Uh, But Owen Valentine, saying so long. I'll catch you tomorrow. Peace.